Guinicor, Eran Gedal Chesar Mahan Hainis, our son of Van Kelesaifin, Ismin Lamfirkin Folcha, Arad of Galer, Goras Noctron, Estasulam, Gwilchive Gwentiana Vassar Guidama, Sagarjan, a Gesta Glishan Kul, Agas Tigim Gwilchiv Tarish, Ashter Fata, Ashter Fata Tatokagi, Levelin Tronona, Agas Islivsha, it's fitter a tree a tree sloop mother lesson I'm sure fain, Hogshiv and Jam shall live. Sabina and I are absolutely delighted to welcome you all to Orisanukteron. And I have to say, this is a very, very special Koluder special. This is a very, very special set of communities, the communities of the islands. I had the great fortune in my previous life and in pub- public roles to have, be a, have a period as minister with responsibility for the islands. And that enabled me to undertake many visits to the islands. But most importantly, something that has stayed with me, I've had uh, the opportunity to d- hold a deep respect and appreciation for island life. Island life is a life lived in dialogue and sometimes in confrontation with Anfarga, the sea and the sky, waves and wind, an existence at times austere and vulnerable, but it's always heightened by the strength of close community ties and blessed by landscapes of astonishing beauty. I remember a great story, in fact, of... of Padre O'Donnell's, I think, about a woman from the islands who marries a man in the valley and who cannot get used to the idea of the sun never completing its journey down the side of the Mamtork Mountains. So the Quivnigalam or Makurtan and Hilane Sulia is the Ohaseramin Tronuna Maruktran here in Adesha Avagam, Confolgeri Ruif Glare. Pabal and Nilion Margot Megas Nindini Shoot Kamalishin, a Hakin lives in Hegrishesulia, Toshiats and Lin Kamal. Is Quiven Lumgamine, Kedormar Ampla Leme, Fuckle Marchin, a Yerjeron, Corradum, in a gone and Tara Kier. Taul Vuilifana, Egmaji Rava, Koroklan, Esh Ketchak and Kladig, Er Or Wirval in Yerele, Senara Kier. Now, Marjorie Girard's poem might evoke those long cam island evenings when spring was giving way to summer and where all is well and there is nowhere to compare. But it is the experience of winter, however, that islanders of all generations may have easiest recall and where the obligations, indeed, of policy for governments of different kinds arise and, indeed, are too often, I have to say, insufficient. An arig vitesakam fein is exciving a veliv, la high comortish pelion hidden in ilion, hearer in his man. Axesinta can love yakin, le feragas manakrogan in ilion, in omyak tariril in a kelia, omyak the gayer, oklamas agastishkin der a kela command. It was such a pleasure for Sabine and I to be with you at the island's football competition and in this man and Sarasrakacha last summer. We had such a great day. As I said, there was fierce competition, fierce, competitive and good-tempered, and it involved the young and not so young, and the athletic and those who might have been athletic once, 
And also, as well as that, it was an opportunity for me in and indeed it was an opportunity which I've welcomed to be, for me to be updated on the challenges facing islanders. And I assure you I'm very, very well aware of these concerns. Many of you had made very long journeys to be with us this afternoon. And I thank you very sincerely for that. I realize that for many, this is a busy time of the year. And I'm grateful to all of you for making an Father Shin for coming this long journey and making the times. We've representatives from 24 islands, including Achill and Valencia, Valencia, which I suppose are semi-detached. <laughs> uh, but you're welcome nonetheless. So... I'm very pleased that we have friends here from Rattlin Island and also particularly representatives from Ananablaskat. And I also want to say, especially for those who have come from Tory, I want to sympathise with that community on the loss of somebody yesterday who has a young family. And... As to island life itself, the boundless sea, which those of you who are fishermen and have met some, or who work on the ferry services know so well, that connection with the sea is what is part of our deep identity as an island civilization. And it is the natural highway for our ancestors. Our ancestors navigated so extensively, binding us to other lands near and far. It was that that wove the threads of the ancient cultures we share with Scotland, Wales and other parts of Britain and the edges of Europe. Ancient bonds that are deeper and more important than the divergence of recent histories. In fact, it is interesting, it is only possibly in the last two centuries that we turned our gaze from the sea towards somewhat exclusively towards the land. We can think of, for example, the Irish monks that moved between islands of St. Colman and St. Finnan, departing the island of Lindisfarne, the former to settle in Inishbofinia off the Mayo coast, and the latter on Church Island across the bay from Skelligvihil in County Kerry. I also want to take this opportunity, as I mentioned these outlying places, to pay tribute to those who help you, including the Coast Guard, and we were all very moved at the loss of life that was in Vulnerable Rescue 116. But this human story of places and spaces and migrations, of which you're all the descendants and custodians, it continues to exist, while, of course, you seek to adapt to new realities, opportunities and challenges. And it would be a tragic loss, and it is frankly unacceptable that the island way of life, which is so central to Irish culture, would drift to the margins of our history or of our public policy. It needs care, and we should surely be able as a country and as a member of the regional entities that is the European Union to harness the great possibilities that are offered by new modes of transportation, new telecommunications technologies, such as satellite communication, the development of teleworking, the advances of renewable energies, ecotourism, and a revived awareness of sustainable farming and fishing, so as to be able to support the vibrant human communities on our offshore island. 
My dog Broad has heard much of this before, so he said to me, he takes a break at this stage of my, my speech. But he'll be back. Nothing is inevitable. The loss of sustainable island life is not inevitable. And the recent decline in many of our island's populations is simply a challenge that has to be addressed. More accurately, it is the result of a series of challenges not having been adequately addressed so far. However, with the required political will, ambition, and sauliocht, imagination, we can and we must, I believe, turn the tide. Intervention is needed, as it is needed in so many other aspects of our lives. Intervention conducted in dialogue with islanders and their representatives. The issues facing islanders today are well known. They have to do with matters like transportation and access, the provision of adequate infrastructure and of suitable ferry and air services. They have to do with the provision of basic services, medical care, social and childcare services, energy, sanitation, proper waste management systems, and then to sustainable economic development, if it is to be a priority, the maintenance of farming, fishing, and biodiversity are all important. And education and the adequate resourcing of primary and secondary schools in the islands are equally vital. So come they can arm can talk here to Corinna or to Many of the challenges are in fact similar, those challenges on the islands, if perhaps at a more urgent scale to those facing Ireland's mainland rural communities. And they're all related, these challenges. The presence or absence of any single element can make the difference between sustainable healthy communities or communities in decline. And they call for a holistic, imaginative, all-of-government development strategy for our offshore islands as for rural Ireland. And such a policy should, above all, have a flexibility that acknowledges the uniqueness of different island experiences and aspirations. Islands do not exist on paper only. They're surrounded by the sea in different circumstances that throws up different challenges. And we cannot accept that some of our islands be left cut off from the mainland during several weeks in the year. Nor is it simply an adequate response to request that some islanders move to the mainland so as to avail of the right to public housing. Neither is it a normal pressure of living that entire families be left with no choice but to move away from their island rather than send their children to live in bed and breakfast accommodation on the mainland during the school year. And then in relation to health, one needs only to think of the distress experienced by pregnant women, older people and those in need of urgent medical care on those islands without a resident nurse or a doctor. And I thank all those, those nurses and doctors who have helped. And then the loneliness of winter months spent without children on those islands where schools have been closed. So 
one has only to realize that if you are matatunariri fui kursin in Elyon, if you are serious about islands, these are states of affairs that are simply not acceptable. Island life itself, island life itself has an intrinsic worth which cannot be assessed simply in population size or financial cost or touristic consumption. It is a value that can only be measured adequately by the fullness of the experiences which all of you islanders, it has a value which you experience and derive from day to after day from your life as islanders in its fullest sense. A value which lies in the extraordinary sense of freedom and security enjoyed by children on the islands. A value that should be assessed in the light of the exceptional natural life of island life. The distinctive flora that feeds off the winterage of cattle in the dry fields, the nesting of guillemots, cormorants, storm petrels and cliffs, the visits of seals, dolphins, basking sharks. That richness of island life expresses itself in the literature, in the mythology, in the beautiful language spoken on some of our islands. It has infused memoirs such as those of Tomas Acriffin, Mirisha Suluan, Peg Sayers. It informed the writings of Limo Flaherty and Padre O'Donnell that I mentioned already and Brendan O'Hare and many, many others. It shines in the writings of all those from Ireland and abroad whose imagination was captured by the islands. John Millington Singh, O'Malley, Heaney in a mask, but also, for example, Graham Greem and Heinrich Bull, whose cottage on Ackell Island is now a residence for artists. Accordia, it is appropriate that we should build then on the profusion of initiatives, public and private, which already contribute to sustaining and strengthening our island communities. If we are to craft together a generous and daring vision for the future of our, of our islands. And I'm thinking just one example of people I met earlier this afternoon. The project the EU funded, Aran Life, on the three Aran Islands, where farming communities are known to have lived for over 4,000 years. Such projects more than mere conservation enterprises. They are the future of sustainable communities, a future which will draw new and responsible connections between our natural environment, science and local knowledge, rather like in the same way in the farming practices in the burn. Each of our offshore islands, as I've already said, is unique. It has its differences, and their communities are different, with different needs and development paths appropriate to themselves. And it could never be any one-size-fits-all approach. So in achieving that great collective task... I know that Ireland, that today, as says Maruthronahan, that you can be relied on all of you who know the value of island life and who are determined to perpetuate it. Some of you are fishermen, farmers, teachers, nurses, civil servants, entrepreneurs. You are engaged in the tourism industry. Some of you are shopkeepers, members of cooperatives, development companies, builders, scientists, vets, people who bring letters, water, electricity to the islands, who maintain roads and piers, who supply ferry services, air services. To all of you, Maruktra and Heringombuikish, I extend my thanks and I extend my most sincere thanks. Kinsha. Some of you 
So I guess Gleam Rari, I guess Gleam Rari, don't talk key. Marfakaske. May I thank all those who have worked so hard to make this event for you a memorable occasion for all of us. A very big thank you to RMC Sean Rocks, to the talented musicians and artists who have so generously performed for us today. Mihala Kahain, Taraviskardi, Mevoruk, the Intune for Life Orchestra, the Dublin Ukulele Collective, Kalamo Haragon, Fargolomorko, and Edi Nimakin, Coral Duffy, Skipper's Alley, Odd Socks, and the wonderful Jerry Fish. And could I also thank, in particular, D. Rogers, who comes at enormous expense, the maestro of entertainment, who has a standard that is so high, who draws all the elements of these artists together with such style, Molly May. And on your behalf and my own, I also want to salute the work, the unfailing good humour, the preparations that are made by our own staff in the Auras, their culinary skills, the people who make all this food and serve it here, and who look after you out in the garden. For them, and I get lots of letters, it isn't only the competence and excellence with which they do it, but it is the humour with which they do it. These are the biggest events in the Auras calendar. All shoulders are put to the wheel to ensure that our guests have a memorable day. We have as well young people from John O'Gods who in fact actually prepare the programme for us. We have people from Gashka assisting people with information. We have the Office of Public Works to make all of this possible. They all come together. And I am particularly glad that on this particular occasion we are welcoming the life of the islands. Firkin Falcherishroyf, Goramila Magi, Agaspanikichan of Asankwit Eliadan Law Atal Falka. Goramahaki. Thank you.